You are listening to the People-Centric Podcast, where we talk through the toughest challenges that people face at work and give practical advice to fixing those challenges. Thanks for joining our movement to create workplaces that are happier, healthier, aligned, and empowered by putting people at the center of all that we do. Hey, people-centric leaders. Hey, everybody knows that the goal of every organization out there is to grow, right? To get bigger, to keep advancing, move the ball forward. We're going to keep growing this thing. We're going to take this thing. We're going to take over the world as an organization. Or is that the goal? If you're listening to this, you might be somebody who's inside of an organization thinking, yes, my gosh, we need to grow. You might be an owner saying, yes, growth is the goal. We need to be moving forward. If we're not moving forward, we're moving backwards. Or you might be in a team that has seen significant growth recently and you might be going like, hey, that is, we did it, we've accomplished it and I'm not sure we wanted to do that again. That was that was challenging, that created some problems. So today our team is going to talk a little bit about the idea of growth. As an executive team, is it something that you really want? Is that something that helps the company? Are we growing? Do we know why we're growing? As employees, as managers, as owners, how do we manage that growth? Uh, what are some of the challenges that come into that? Uh, we're not anti-growth. We're not necessarily even pro-growth. We're pro-company, pro-people. And we're going to talk about how we can lead people and lead each other through those types of changes. So with us today is our growth team here. Uh, we've got uh, Diana Royalty. Diana, are you excited about this topic of growth? Yeah. I mean, I think I've always been very clear that my end goal is world domination. So, so you're yeah. growing into that. Yeah. It's also, mm -hmm. it's also probably important to note that Diana is about four, four. She goes about this. So she's super excited about this stuff. Is that right? You, Am I you meant physical height growth. I'm 4'11". Oh, Thank oh you. okay. 4'11". I'm sorry. 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 Well, well that's a different. My stature has nothing to do with my ability to crush you. <laughs> I believe that. It's weird. I believe that. That is truth. That is truth. And you can take that to HR, but that would be Diana too, Matt. So you're kind of cornered. So I would just watch your, <laughs> watch your phraseology now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Stephanie Anderson is with us. Stephanie, have you ever been on a team that has experienced significant growth before? Yes. And it feels wonderful and completely terrifying all at the same time. <laughs> all the same time. So it's a ride. It's a bit of a ride. So we're going to get into a little bit more details on that. And then we also have Bethany Taff is with us. Now she just turned off her camera. So she maybe had to step away for a second, but no, I'm totally here. As soon as this happens, my camera is like, we can't detect. We, there's no camera here that we know about. It's from like, we're recording a podcast. This is horrible timing. So, but I'm okay. Here. All right. Well, oh she's here. If you're watching on YouTube, all you saw was our people-centric swirl. That's our part of our logo yeah. on that. And you get to see that. But Bethany's back there. Um, we're hiding her identity to protect her. <laughs> we're innocent. And then we've also got our, we've got our facilitator, our host, the great Matt Griswold, who's all about growth, right? Matt, have you been, have you been in organizations before that have experienced significant growth? Have you seen that before? Before. I'm sorry. Say it again. Uh, Cause I froze or you froze one or the other. And all I heard was, have you seen that before? I could make up an answer to that, but I'm not sure what it is that I'm answering. <laughs> have you been in an organization that's seen significant growth before? 
Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the perspectives that you all just brought up here, uh, there's Bethany for those of us on YouTube, you could see her right there. She's listed as people centric admin right now, but that's uh Bethany Taff coming to you, coming to you live. Uh, all right. So this is, uh, one of the questions that we had, uh, one of the questions that you all posed there was the, the different in perspective, the difference in perspectives from employee to management on growth. Right. I, I would imagine, I could just imagine, uh, there's a lot of employees across the country or around the world, whatever list to this podcast going now and they're going they're going yes we need growth you know why we need growth is because i'm doing three people's jobs right now like i need to experience growth i want to experience growth because i'm doing so much work that's maybe outside of the original job description that i was hired for yes this company x y or z needs to hire more people for sure management's perspective might be a little different than that management's perspective and don i know you say this quite a bit whenever employees come to you and say hey i need a raise what do we say is the uh, answer there? How do we answer that as a management team? Or how do we coach people to manage that? I like to say, well, I think I give you a thank you note twice a month and it's in the form of a paycheck <laughs> and I sign it. So just take what you get and don't right. throw a fit. No, uh, or, we often say, or you can say, <laughs> I want you to have a raise too. Let's talk about what that means. Right. So if I'm employees going to leadership going, you need to hire more people. We are drowning out here in work. Management might say, you know what? I think we're on the same page with that. We too would like to hire more people. Uh, we would love to be bursting at the seams with wonderful resources and the ability to be able to bring in wonderful talent to, to uh, produce more of the things that we're producing or more of the stuff that we're producing. But they're looking at different different things, right? So there's a lot that goes in into this. I think we are, uh, like you said, uh, you know, we are not necessarily pro-growth. I think we are pro-growth in the moment. Uh, for certain companies and for other companies, we might coach them to say, you know what, there, there might be some opportunities to uh, maybe, I don't want to say eliminate, we, we, we don't do that, uh, but there might be opportunities for, for us to be able to say, eh, I'm not sure we need to be so quick to add to that position, right? 10 years ago, that might've been the thing where you did want to grow, but we're a different company now. We look differently. Uh, we want to consider different things. So I thought maybe a good place to start this conversation is as management uh, of an organization, maybe you're a business owner, maybe you're a, a, an organizational leader, what are the considerations that I need? to maybe put in front of myself or my team to maybe really consider before we approach this growth topic anyway? How do I know that I'm even ready to have that conversation? What am I looking at? I know we've been in a lot of strategic planning sessions before where the executive team will say, well, of course we want to grow. So how do we want to grow? And whenever we hear that, one of the first things we'll say is, wait, 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 let's pause for a second. Do we want to grow? Why do you want to grow? Let's, let's talk about that. Why do we want to grow? And a lot of teams, a lot of companies have great answers for that. Well, we want to grow because we need to grow the market to protect our area. We need to grow because it brings us more resources. We want to grow because we want to make more money, whatever the reasons are that you want to grow. But every once in a while, we'll run into a team that's like, well, isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? Uh, and if you don't know why you're doing it, you're not going to be very good at getting other people to buy into that process because growth, we know that growth causes a lot of disruption inside of organizations. And we also know that growth costs a lot of money. There's a lot of, there's the, the a myth in business that it's like, well, if we grow, we'll immediately have more resources. No, the act of growing costs capital. It, it will actually, you will spend more money. You will be less profitable while you are growing for most cases. Um, than you would if you just kind of stayed where you were to maximize your efficiencies and things like that. So you have to really, if you're going to go into it and take the or whole organization through it, you have to really start with why do we want to do it in the first place? 
You know, yeah, Stephanie, I was going to throw it to you, Stephanie, actually, because as we were pro, as we were going through this, we were talking about, uh, you know, trying to be have that transparency with why why we're growing. What is our motivation for growing? I think that's probably what you're going to say. I didn't mean to step on your toes, but you were talking about that earlier. If you wanted to chime in here now, that'd be great. Yeah, um, I think John hit a really good point there of like growth does cost us something. And so, um, we have to be sure we know our why for growing really deeply. I think every business owner immediately thinks about the financial costs, but then there's usually like a time and some other intangible costs that come with that. Maybe the emotional weight of that additional work that we're going to do or literal time that it's going to take, um, to do some of these things. And so, yeah, I, we were, we were talking about this kind of in preparation for jumping on the podcast and figuring out like, really, how do you, how do you, effectively communicate that why to your team as well. Cause you as the owner or leaders might know the why, but does your team understand the why are they on board with the why have you engaged them in the process of, of why we grow. And I think that's one of the, the biggest things that I've seen businesses miss in the past is the kind of a leader comes down and we call it like this, like summoning the mountain moment, they come down and they're like, this is what we're going to do. And it's why we're going to grow. And everybody now get to hard work. And if you work really hard, it's all going to pay off. And then everybody kind of goes back to their separate spaces and thinks like, well, why are we doing this? And, and as humans, we're kind of naturally individualistic and we start thinking, well, how is this going to impact me? How does this positively impact me? How does this positively impact my team or my area or the goal that we're trying to accomplish this month in this space? So I think um, all that to say, it's you got to think about this in a lot of different ways before you just say, yes, we're going to grow and let's just go for it of really think about what are all the areas that it's going to impact. And, you know, cause this might be like a 1% change for your leadership team, but by the time it kind of comes down the pyramid to some of your frontline staff, it could end up being massive changes to their roles or their time or how their resources are currently used. Yeah. That's a piece that I think about right now. Like when you're watching Twitter from the outside. Um, now I don't know what's happening on the inside. So I'll be the first to acknowledge that, that, that what you hear in the press is very, very limited from that, but it seems like there's massive changes at Twitter without a clear definition of why they're changing those things. And it seems like that's creating a lot of pressure for the inside. It's like, they're missing that. Why? So I just wanted to tie that to a current event. Yeah. And I think one of my favorite questions that Don asks in these moments to owners and to people trying to figure that out is when does it end? What does success look like? What what is your ultimate end to this success? And what does that look like for you? Is it really world domination, right? Is that, do you want to be the next Google or the next Apple or whatever? Or do you, are you happy at maybe, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a mid-sized company and I don't have one in my brain right now, totally blanked. But, you know, are you happy at somewhere less than that? Are you happy maybe just, saying there's only 10 people, but we're all wildly successful. And is that what success looks like for you? But I think it's most owners don't think about that because we are so driven to, to become the next Bill Gates or the next whatever that maybe we don't stop and think, man, maybe our success is something less than that. And I just haven't thought through that. Yeah. I mean, the a company that came to mind for me to shout out a local Springfield, Missouri business is Askinosi Chocolate. You know, of um, Sean, their owner, will talk a lot about had this idea of how he reverse scaled 
the business of really when they looked at what the success they wanted to have and the growth and what everyone's role in the company wanted to be, they realized if they scaled to become this massive Nestle chocolate size producer, that that might not actually accomplish the mission and why they set out to become the business that they are, why they were making chocolate. Um, so I think it's really like if you're gonna gonna change and pivot, make sure that that change and that growth actually still reflects the original mission of your company and the values that you hold really dear. Or if you're looking at this and saying this is where we need to go, and maybe that does make a big change of of again thinking about that and how are you going to communicate that? What's the honestly what's the lifestyle that you and your team want as a result of this change, or could that be impacting it? Yeah, I think those are all. I think those are all uh, good points. And and one way or another, ownership is going to come to that realization, right? One way or another. Now, it might be a proactive approach of before we grow, we need to consider these things. Or sometimes by the time they call us, it's like, holy moly, uh, we need to get a hold of this thing and we need to rework it from the inside out because we've experienced this. So can we maybe be candid for just a minute? Because we're talking about, you know, there's there still might be people going, no, 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 growth is good growth is always good. What are some of those pain points? Maybe like, let's be specific. Donna talked about costs, like there's costs associated, but let's talk about what are some of those pain points? Maybe an organization can anticipate if they are growing um, maybe without some of that transparency or, or thought uh, there, like what, what can you anticipate or what have we seen? Yeah, I'm glad you said that. And I like your point of, uh, yeah, sometimes it's, we get the call after they have already grown, they've blown up and they're like, how, first of all, we don't even know really how this happened, but we've added this many people to our team in the past year and it's crazy. And now we just like, don't know how to, how, we don't know how to function. And so it's like, you see, oh gosh, you've seen all kinds of things. And I've been in that situation before personally too. So it's like, you get a, I kind of have a little PTSD. Like I, on one side of me, I'm like, I love growth. It's super exciting when we work with an organization and we can help them strategically grow and make those decisions. And we know why they're doing it. And then there's another side of me that's like, even internally for us, we've had that conversation too. I think I've asked Don too, of like, how big do you want people centric to grow? And like, give me your reasons. And like, what do you see as the future of people centric? And I just need to know that. So I can wrap my head around it too, because I've seen businesses just grow really rapidly. Um, and one, I think some of those pain points that you're you're asking about, Matt, are, you know, I think there can be instability in leadership. I think leaders will change frequently. So we so people feel like, okay, I'm constantly reporting to a new person, maybe because our team grew and then it grew again, or we have people sort of deciding if they still want to be a part of this or not. So they're leaving the organization and you have that turnover um, that you're trying to figure out, like how who's on this team still, first of all, like I don't even like it's changing all the time. Um, processes that like once worked when you had 10 employees, now they don't work with 50 employees anymore. And so like our processes are just kind of broken at this point. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Those are some of the big ones that I, that I've seen. No, I think you bring up a good point too, with me, you know, you experience growth. I've got to put out this fire right now. We need a manager there. Stat, put, some, put your top performer in the management position. And as an executive team, you might be like, whew, dodge that bullet. Good thing we had that person there, but that manager's going, what, what am I doing? What do you want me to do? What's going on? I love the point that you talked about too, with the process and efficiencies, because you built those processes for a company of X, Y, or Z size. 
Now you're not like that anymore. Now there's things that are lost in translation. And again, I can't stress this enough. A lot of times your, your upper level people will know, no, 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 this is how that's supposed to work, but we don't do a good job of bringing along the people for the ride. And the people are going, I'm super confused right now. What am I, this used to be pretty easy. This used to be pretty effective. I would say this, Bethany, and I'll throw it to Don, but uh, when people centric, when I first started people centric about five years ago, I think there was nine people on the team. We were twice the size, nearly twice the size we are now. Um, and I would say, I would say that we didn't shrink. Um, I, I would say this, but the, the reason why we shrunk, uh, it, it, not necessarily the benefit of us shrinking, we're super, we're more impactful or more efficient and more, uh, we're just better than what we were. Not to say that we shouldn't be bigger. I do think there is room for growth there, but I think that's an example of us maybe scaling back and get really solid at the things that we that we, uh, you know, our identity and who we are and what we do. Uh, and now we're in a better position to grow if that were to happen as well. Uh, FYI, if you'd like to work with us, maybe this is a good opportunity for us to, you know, whatever you can reach out to us that way, but Don, go ahead. Yeah. And I like that, you know, your point for us is we're a bigger company than we were before. So a lot of times when we think about growth, we think about the number of employees that we have, but we're actually a bigger company today with fewer people than we were before. Um, so that doesn't mean that everybody, it does mean that everybody does a little bit more work in terms of all of that kind of stuff that, that is what that means, but everybody here also does better inside the company as well. So, I mean, it's, there's, there's a little bit of that, of like how that growth looks like, I think also, as we think about scaling the company and Bethany, you kind of mentioned this a little bit, you think about scaling it the same way across the company. Like, so your sales team may go crush it and go sell a whole bunch of extra stuff, but then the team that has to produce the thing or the service or whatever that the sales team just sold they have to scale with the sales team. They have to scale together, like to really be efficient. Otherwise you'll miss stuff. Like we've worked with companies before where they go out and sell a whole bunch of stuff and then their quality becomes terrible. Um, you think about the analogy of like the restaurant that puts out the great ad and suddenly they're absolutely overwhelmed with orders and stuff like that. And they can't serve that. If that happens, then you're going to grow, but then you can't do the product. And it's going to be temporary. You're going to have to shrink again. And we think we, we see that pattern happen with a lot of businesses. If you don't grow together, if it's not scaled together, uh, then the, the different departments will outgrow each other. And then it'll be the lowest common denominator will drag the company back to, to what it can actually do, which can be a problem. So that's, I think that's a big consideration of growth. Matt, you're muted. I don't know what's going on here, buddy, but that's, that's kind of a trapdoor question too, there you go. right? That's kind of a trapdoor question. When you go to an owner of a, of an organization and they might say like, oh, okay, so do we want to stop selling? Of course the answer is no, 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 no. We've ran into that. Like I'll just use us as, as, as an example. We've been in those periods where we have to ramp it up and then all of a sudden we're stupid busy and we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa slow down. Well, then we might lose some clients here or there. And it's like, no, 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 okay, ramp it up. And it's like, whoa, whoa, slow down. And that's really confusing. It's really frustrating. I think we've worked out the kinks uh, to what that potentially looks like, or we're constantly working on that, right? Trying to find that balance. And any organization needs to find the balance. No, you don't want to stop selling. You just want to be really, really good at what it is that you're offering uh, from the inside and that you're set up for success well. So, I mean, those are some of the pain points there. We, we could probably even share, uh, you know, the, more of those. I, I would throw one more example out there too. I think there's an evolution that your employees go through with growth. 
And I think in the beginning we're growing. So yes, we have to do, do a couple more things. Maybe you didn't do before. Maybe there's, maybe the workload is just a little bit bigger. Um, and I think there's a period of, of this excitement, right? For the employees are like, woo, this is great. Yeah. I'm getting to do a couple of other things here. Uh, you know, that, you know, for us, I'll tell you, it was travel. Diane and I were all over the stinking place because we had grown to a place. We were much lower on the manpower so when we were going we were going and we were going to a point where this is exciting and then like a few months later it's like this sucks like can we turn this off or can we turn this down or uh, and, and so I, I just think there's an emotional intelligence part to this too from an organization thinking uh okay you might even be set up for success well but how are your people going to react to this change because you're probably thinking the cards that i have on the table right now they're going to be long for the ride of course they will maybe they will maybe they won't i'm not saying that should dissuade you from doing you know from uh, proactive actively efforting the growth, but it is an emotional intelligence part to say, how are they going to respond to this? And what do I need to do proactively to set them up for success as they're experiencing this growth with me? Yeah. Yeah. I like that you brought that up because it's, we do, we often see in growth, like that period of excitement. And then we see like burnout, like everybody's tired. They can't function anymore. They're like, I'm so tired of having our foot on the pedal. Can we please just slow down? And nobody's sure like what, when that's happening, if that's happening. Um, The other thing that I was going to add to that, and I think Stephanie talked about it a little bit too, is like just the identity of the organization starts to suffer if you're not really um, continuing to clearly lay that out for your people. And so um, people who are going to start to feel disconnected to the organization and start to feel like, I don't really know who we are anymore. We were this before, and that's why I started working here. But like, it just feels different now. And I just don't know if that's still who we are and 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 how we're supposed to function. And um, and so if if that identity and that vision isn't clearly laid out, it's just people are going to, it's, they're going to have a little bit of an identity crisis um, there as well. Yeah. That yeah. mission is the fuel, right? It's the the thing that puts fuel in our tank. If we don't know what that is, people won't, they'll get exhausted and burned out. Yeah. I was going to echo that as well. And just say, I think like a lot of times I've seen people surprised when they have the amazing team players who step out during change or transition, or they have some amount of turnover. And I think there's a little piece of that that's probably normal, but I think sometimes they're surprised by who that is. And I think a lot of times that's a result of maybe we didn't, we didn't really bring our people into this process of change. And like Bethany was saying, like, there might be people in your organization now sitting at their desks going like, I don't, I don't know who we are anymore, what we're doing. And um, they might be thinking about leaving just because they don't have clarity. They don't know where the ship is headed. Um, They don't feel as connected with it anymore. Or maybe just honestly, their job has changed a lot and it's not the right fit for them anymore. So I think the, the cure for some of that is make sure you're bringing people along with you. Make sure you're communicating this really well. Like ask them questions about what they think about the growth and what you're doing. Um, and you may still find there are people who decide to make a change um, because they're, the job isn't a perfect fit for them anymore with the growth that your company is experiencing. But I think to at least give that opportunity to your team, especially some of your, your great leaders within the organization, some of your top performers to say that they get to be a part of those conversations and hearing 
um, from, from you, the owners and the leaders of what the change is going to be and why, why we're thinking that it needs to go this way. Cause I, I bet you'd get a lot of buy-in from a lot of them. If you spent the time to do that and they'd stick around and really help make this thing real. You know, this, this kind of goes along with, uh, just sharing other people centric example there. We, do the great game dashboards, right? And so we talked about, we need to hire somebody, but at what point will we hire somebody? And this is, this goes to the, you know, Don, you and I get the opportunity to go, go give this kind of uh, transparency and financials talk to a, a national MGMA. I'll just throw it out there. National MGMA conference in April. And this is one of the things they're asking for. How do we get more comfortable with this open book transparency? One of the benefits of that is uh, for our example, we knew we needed to hire somebody, the employees, us, we were going, we need to hire somebody. Uh, and, you know, to, to Don's credit, I'll say to Diana's credit um, as well. It was like, we agree, we need to hire somebody. At what point do we feel comfortable hiring somebody? We knew the revenue picture. We knew the expenses picture and we're going, we can hire somebody, but that also means this for the team, right? Right now. But if we get to this point, this is what we're shooting for. Then we'll be able to experience that growth that you're talking about. And it, it, you know, we got we got to go along for the ride, and that also helped us make better financial decisions along the way. So we were experiencing the the ins and outs and the what ifs of the growth at the same time that that leadership was too. Yeah, if you want your employees to be engaged during growth, you need to engage them in the growth process, which means engaging them in upgrading systems. But you also have to improve their visibility of what's going on. Uh, you know, we, we've worked with companies before where departments submit, hey, I want to hire these X number of people. And then it's up to management to approve or reject those new hires. And a lot of times the reason why that process even has to exist like that is because of the idea that they don't really have an idea of the other side of that. They don't know, they know what they they know what they want in terms of manpower for their departments, but they don't know what that does for the overall organization. Whenever you do practices like Great Game of Business, then the different departments understand. And what we see is then the departments who look at it and say, okay, we're barely making money right now because we're in growth mode and we're investing in a lot. And if I want more head head power, head power, manpower, there we go. Manpower, head power. Headspace, manpower, headcount, head headcount. Thank you. That was the word I was looking for. If I want more headcount in my department, I can see what it's going to do to the bottom line. And I'm not even going to ask for it because I see what that's going to do. But I can go back to my team and I can say what we said before is say, hey, we do need more help. We are super busy. Here's what we need to accomplish as a team to be able to get us to the point where we can get more help. Here's what we can do to make ourselves more efficient. Here's what we can do. That just gets everybody on the same page. And that, that, that again, adds some fuel to the folks who are going to be working really, really hard to that growth period. So it seems like part of the secret sauce here to managing the growth within your organization is to bring the folks along for the ride. Let's engage them and a little bit more transparently than maybe you have uh, become accustomed to engaging your people um, as you're going along um, as well. So team, I feel like we've tackled this from a couple of different angles. Is there another question or thought or angle you want to throw out there or other talking point? Well, I was just going to say, I mean, yeah, maybe we can continue to, maybe we can share that like, if you, I'd love to hear, like, if, if you do prioritize growth, great. I'm like, what are some of the things that we would say that you, that you need to be aware of, or just keep in mind other than some of the stuff that we've talked about before of like, maybe that's just a, what to expect. And if there's some steps to take too, if that differentiates it a little bit, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think a big part of that is you should be deciding to grow or if growth is happening to you, there should be some strategic planning that takes place. Because I think that that's the opportunity for at least the executive team, especially to get on the same page with 
why are we doing this? Do we really want to go to, to go to this direction? Sometimes companies drive their growth themselves, and sometimes it just happens because of a situation that occurs outside. Either way, you need to know why you're doing that so that you can you you know what your why is. And then the second step, I think, is probably to then how do we make that visible to everybody else so that they can find ways to engage that. And then the third step is to how do we make sure we're keeping score so that we can track that growth. So then everybody knows why people are engaged with what does that look like? And then they know how they can grow together. So I think it's, it, that kind of fits that together. And then maybe the fourth step that's kind of the darker part that we don't talk a lot about is if you're an employee inside of that, and you're probably listening to this right now, the thing that we're, we're kind of saying is like, yes, the growth gets people excited. And for you, it probably sucks. And so we're just kind of acknowledging that there's moments where you're going to look at it and you might hear management going like, we're doing super great. Like, we're awesome. Look at this growth. We're really winning. And you're like sitting there going, it does not feel like we're winning right now because I'm working all this extra time. We're getting all these extra processes. I'm doing all of these, these pain points that naturally occur for growth. I guess I would say two things is one, if it's okay to feel like that, that's part of the process. It really is part of that growth. The second thing I would say is you probably need to really think about what is your role in that growth. Mm -hmm. You may need to do things differently if you're a department manager. You may need to do things differently as an employee. You may need to think of the organization a little bit differently. You may need to let go of the past of what the organization was and embrace the new mission of the organization and the direction that it's taking. Or you may need to go find something else. I mean, maybe it's, hey, that's not what I signed up for. I liked being on the small team. I liked doing the things that we used to do. And it's never going to be that way. The, the piece that the, the worst thing you could do is try to fight that growth from the inside and try to lead a rebellion against it. Mm -hmm. um, that is something that it, that's, there's a word for that. And it's, you're, you're, it's a form of toxicity. You're becoming a toxic employee by pressing against the organization for that growth. It's not good for you. It's not good for the company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that you said that because I was thinking of like one of the things about growth is that sometimes there's loss too. <laughs> and so, um, so don't, I think don't be surprised if in the process of growth, like you, your organization loses people. And I think that's totally natural. Um, and it's sad and it can be really hard and it can feel like we're maybe taking a step backwards, but sometimes you will lose. You may look around and say like, oh, this team looks completely different now. Um, and that's just part of it. And I think if for, for, from what Don is saying, it's kind of just making sure like, you know, are, is the team that's here determining like if they are aligned with where this organization is going and how we're growing. Um, and so it's a, it's an important step, but it can be really, it can be really hard to have that loss. Some things that I would also recommend um, on top of what Don is saying is like part of this, and, and it goes back to some of those pain points is um, sometimes you might have to look at restructuring a little bit. So if you are um, in a leadership position during this, like it, the way that it's structured, your team is set up right now might not make sense anymore. Um, and so so don't just keep adding people underneath people. Um, you might just have to look at, at, at that a little bit differently. Um, and we don't do this every time. But if you need help with that, um, you know, you, there's a there's five people here on our team who can help you with that. So um, if you're not sure where to start with that, get get an outside resource for that. 
Um, and then it's also, it's again, it's like just looking at your team's roles too and, and talking about it and saying like, does this still make sense the way that we're set up? Are our roles clear anymore? Or do we need to kind of adjust, um, adjust from here? Um, and then again, sitting down and like, looking at your processes as you're talking about your roles think about your processes and say like how do we we need to we need to rework this and I know that's frustrating because you may have done that uh, a year ago <laughs> but you might have to do that a little bit more regularly when you're in growth mode and just know that that's a that's a something you need to prioritize yeah I want to second the roles discussion you were just starting because I think at PeopleCentric, I'll just use us as an example again. Our mission has never changed, but my role has changed multiple, multiple, multiple times over and over and over. And you just sort of have to be where the company needs you because we're a small team. So I think that having the clarity each time a role changes, just going back to that leadership and having that clarity and saying like, okay, I used to be doing this and now I'm doing this. Is this really where you want me? Is this what I should be doing? Is this contributing still? Or am I focused on the wrong things? Am I doing the wrong stuff? Should I be going somewhere else? And then also during that time, don't be afraid to ask yourself if that's really what you want to be doing. There's been many times where I've been like, oh, my role changed. I didn't expect to be doing this. Is this really what I want to do? And then you have to make a decision like, yes, I do. Or you have to go talk to your leadership and say, hey, my role has changed significantly and this I'm not, I'm no longer in my strengths. Awesome. Stephanie, anything else to add? No, I mean, I, I agree with what Diana just said too, of like, I, I've been in that moment before personally where my role has changed in an organization. And I've had to kind of have that moment of thinking like, okay, you know, how excited or unexcited am I about this? And I think there are some moments where like, okay, you know what? It's not what I was expecting, but I really see how this connects to the mission. I still believe in the mission. So I'm going to jump in. I'm going to try, I'm going to learn something new and go for it. Um, or I've also had other moments where my role changed. Then I was like, oh man, you know what? Like, I don't know if this is um, a way where I can use my gifts the best way and what I want to do. And then I had conversations with my leaders about that of saying, Hey, this part of my role really doesn't feel like the best match for how I want to give my gifts to the company or what my strengths are. Um, and, and just having those conversations. So that's probably the biggest thing I would say, if you're, you know, um, someone who's on a team or listening to this, or you're an employee of be communicative with your leaders throughout this change process. If there's something you don't understand, ask the question. Um, if your role changes and it's not what you thought it was going to be, have the conversation. Don't let it just sit. Um, because we know all of us from experience that, that, that type of inaction on these subjects will not make it better. Just waiting it out usually is not the right choice. So I would say be, be proactive and have these conversations with your leadership when change is happening and really make sure, um, because I think, you know, for all of us as leaders, like they want you to be a part of the team. That's why you're there. They want to be able to use the strengths that you have. So um, really try to lean into this process. And even if that leaning in just means asking a lot more questions and having some critical conversations, um, I think that's the right thing to do. 
Great. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, everybody. I hope uh, you enjoyed this podcast. Hope you enjoyed the topic there. Lots of things to consider. In fact, it sounds like I had felt like I was wrapping us up. Maybe we could have talked for another hour about this, but uh, but uh, lots of different avenues to think about. Maybe if you are in a situation now where you're experiencing growth or about to experience growth, I'm just going to echo what they said. Maybe uh, reach out to a third party strategic planner. Uh, there might be us. So we'd have, be happy to help you along. Make sure to listen to the outro. You can hear how to get a hold of us and ask us all the things things there. Thank you for joining us. Share the podcast. We appreciate you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the People-Centered Podcast. We are so grateful for you joining us every week. If you like this content, please like and subscribe. Also, feel free to share on your social media with everyone that you know. It really does help us. If you would like to contact us, I have put our information in the show notes. Please reach out anytime. We love hearing from you. We will be back next week with a new topic. Until then, be well and lead well.